Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Samech Chet. Today's daf is being sponsored by Mr. Ike Shrebat in honor of his parents, Jack and Marilyn. Shabbat. Hashem Alehem Yichyu Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun Nishmat Hakam Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem Begin Eden Amen. We are beginning on Daf Samich Zayin Amud Bet at the two dots on the bottom. It is two lines before the lines get wide. Actually, one line before they get wide. The Gemara says, There was a story with a Tinoch child that the eighth day of his birth came out on Shabbat. And the custom in the olden days was that they would have hot water on hand uh, in order to bathe the baby that had the circumcision before the milah and after the milah. This was done in order that the child should not be placed in uh, a sort of sakana. So the Gemara says what happened was the hot water spilled. So now they needed to obtain uh, more water. So the Gemara says, Amar the so Rabbah was there, told the people involved in the Brit Milah, Naitu le hamime megoy betai. So why don't you go to my house, which was in the same Hatser, and go bring water. Amar le abaye vehalo harvinan. He said, Abaye said, what do you mean? How can we bring the water? We can't carry it. We didn't make an aruv. We didn't make aruv haserot. Amar le, so Rabbah tells Abaye, nismoch ashituf. Okay, so we could rely on the fact that we made shetufe mevuot, which means the halacha says that in a situation where the chatserot themselves all made a shetuf in order to carry in the mavui, so even though you didn't make irube chatserot, it is still permissible to carry. So the Gemara says, Amar le, says, Halo chatfina, we didn't make a shetuf mevuot either. So Ravat says, fine, we have another option. Nimru le le nukhri, laitile, We'll tell the goy to bring the hot water for the uh, for the purpose of the tinok. Let the goy carry it. Amar Abaye said, I wanted to ask a question against Rava when he gave that advice to go use a goy to carry the water. Rav Yosef, but Rav Yosef did not allow me to pursue the questioning. The Amar of Yosef, Amar of Kahana, Ki Avinan Berav, when we used to be in the Bet Midrash of Rav Hava Amarlan, Rav Yosef used to teach us, Bide Oraita, when it comes to a law that is, uh, subject to a law, Minat Torah, you know, when it comes to a Torah law, and let's say you have a question on a certain halakha or a certain ruling, Mutvinan Tiyufta, you ask your question, and then, uh, after you ask your question and you get an answer, then you can proceed in uh, acting. 
Yeah, we're talking about a case where let's say a rabbi gave a ruling, a halachic ruling that has uh, the ramifications. So then the, the law is, don't hold back your question. Ask your questions. Because we don't want Hatva Shalom uh, because you had a good question and maybe you would show some clarity. Otherwise the people would be overed deoraita. So when it comes to Torah laws, ask your question first and then proceed with the Maaseh. However, Bidrabanan, when it comes to rabbinic law, Avdinan Maaseh, Vadar Mudvina Tiyufta. It's the opposite. First, you let them proceed. Uh, if the rabbi gave a psak halakha, you let them do it, and then you ask questions. So the same thing over here. Here, Rava gave a halakha, let the goy carry the water. Now that is drabanan, because you're telling the goy. Amiral akum, we know is shvut. It's a drabanan, telling a goy to do something for you on Shabbat. So therefore, when it comes to drabanan laws, uh, we're lenient, meaning let them do the law first, let them execute, and then he ask questions. So the Gemara says, But afterwards, Rabbi Yosef tells Abaye, What was your question? What were you going to ask Rava? So Amar, so Abaye says, Amar le, Detanya, because we have a bright, Hazza'a shivut, Va'amira lenukhri shivut. We have a law that if somebody becomes Tameh, we sprinkle him with what's called Mechatat. Uh, that's in order to purify him uh, from the Tum'atmet. Now, that is Isur de Rabbanan to make Haza'ah on Shabbat. Khamim explained it looks like you're fixing the person. So Haza'ah is Isur de Rabbanan. Amir al-Akum. Furthermore, telling a goy to do something on Shabbat is also Shavut. Shavut means Isur Drabanan. So the Gemara now is going to make a, a connection between these two Isur Drabanan. Ma Hazaa Shavut. Just like we say, Hazaa Isur Drabanan. Ve'ena doche et Shabbat. And still, it is not doche Shabbat, which means, even for purpose of a mitzvah. For example, let's say a person needs to bring Korban Pesach. And uh, it's made of Pesach, that's on uh, Shabbat, and he cannot bring the Qurban Pesach until you sprinkle him to purify him. Still, the halakha says, we do not make Hazza'ah on Shabbat, even for Tzorek Mitzvah. So Abayya said, Af amira l'nukhri, shivut, so too telling a goy to do something on Shabbat is only Sudra Banan, ve'ena dohata Shabbat. And still, it should not push away Shabbat, an override Shabbat, even in the case, let's say, for a milah, which is a mitzvah. Therefore, Rabbah should not have been allowed to tell the goy to go bring the water. That was Abaye's question after the Maaseh. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef tells Abaye, that's your question. Don't you think there's a difference between Shvut de Itbe Maaseh and Shvut de Letbe Maaseh? Which means, the way the Mephashtim explained this line over here is, <coughs> there's a difference between a Isur Shevut, a Amirala Hakum, that entails an Isur Deoraita, or an Amirala Hakum that entails an Isur Derabanan. Which means, in this case over here, of the 
carrying the water, even if a Jew himself would carry the water from the Hatzed that did not have an Eruv, it would only be Isur the Rabbanan. So therefore, telling a Goy to do something that for a Jew would only be Isur the Rabbanan, we would call that a Shevut, one Shevut, Amir Al-Akum, the Shevut. Which with a second shivut as well, because the isud at worst would only be the rabbanan bimkom mitzvah in a place of mitzvah. So therefore, there would be no uh, there would be no problem. So that's what the gemara is saying. Don't you think there's a difference between shivut the it bemaaseh the shivut the let bemaaseh when it says it bemaaseh means isud oraita or Isur the Rabbanan, the Hamor lo abad the Nochri zil achim, because Rava did not tell uh, the people go boil the water. If he would have told them go boil the water, you're right. That already entails an Isur Doraita. Then maybe you have a contention. But over here, there was no Isur Doraita involved. He just told them to carry it, <coughs> and carrying it at worst would be only. Isur the Rabbanan. So again, that would be considered a Shevut Dishvut Bimkom Mitzvah. So that's what the Gemara means according to Rabbi Yosef when he told them to the Shevut the Eid Bimaseh to the Shevut the Let Bimaseh. Now, this is the way the Rif and the Rambam and most Rishonim understand. Our Gemara. The Gemara is making a difference between Amira La'akum in a place where it's involved in the Isud the Rabbanan, even if a Jew would do it. So then already it would be permissible, Bimkom Mitzvah. However, uh, there is a Shita of the Baal Halachot Gedolot, the Bahag, and uh, Rabbeinu Yehonatan, that they have a Different girsan our gemara. They don't have these last words of dehamor lo amal denochizil achim. They don't have those words that Rava told them that uh, Rava didn't tell them to go heat up the water. And according to them, the gemara is making a difference between two types of aminal akum. Their uh, difference is between a shevut isur the rabbanan that uh, entails a maaseh. For example, like uh, Haza'ah, where let's say uh, the Jew would have to sprinkle, or compared to this Isur Shavut over here, which would be uh, just Dibur Ba'alma. So there's different types of Shavut. There's a Shavut that is a Ma'aseh, the Jew sprinkling. That already is a stronger Shavut that would not be Mutar on Shabbat. Masha'enken, a Shavut of Amira La'akum, which is only an Amira. In all situations, lesorich mitzvah, it would be permissible. So therefore, according to them, even to tell a goy to heat up water, which would be isud de oraita, would be permissible on Shabbat lesorich mitzvah. So it comes out we have a great machlokat amongst the rishonim that when you have a mitzvah, what is the parameters of amir al According to the Rambam and the Reef, you need two shvutim, meaning amiral akum in a case that at 
Worst, if a Jew would do it, it would only be Yisrud Rabbanan. It's called Shvut Shvut Bimkom Mitzvah. However, according to the Bala Lachot Gedolot, he says no, that so, in generally speaking, when you make Amina Lachum, that is not an Yisrud that has a Maaseh, it's just a Dibud, and therefore uh, it is more lenient than a regular uh, Yisrud Rabbanan, for example, like making Hazaah by a Jew on Shabbat. So that's a very important mahluket you should need to keep in mind. In any event, the Gemara continues. Is it possible that a mavui, a courtyard that had two great men uh, as such, meaning Rava and you, Abaye, living in a courtyard, you didn't make not an Iruv and not a Shituf? Now they go, well, let's go back to a certain detail in that story. How is it possible that you did not have an Iruv in your Hatzir? Because it's a mitzvah to set up Iruvin in order to allow the people to carry. So Abaye answers, what do you want us to do? More love or Rava, it's not as derech, it's not mechubad for him to go around uh, to make a, uh, you know, a shituf, to collect all the bread from each uh, member of the Hatzir. It's beneath his dignity to do that. And Ana, Terida Bigirsai. And Abayya says, and I'm involved in my teaching and my studies, and therefore I also don't have time. And the rest of the people that are Mavui, they're not interested. Yeah, they don't pay attention. So again, Rabah is beneath him. Uh, Abaye says, I'm studying. I'm involved in my uh, teaching. And the rest of the Mavui, they don't care. Abaye continues. And if I would take, let's say, bread from my own bread, and I would makne it to the rest of the members of the Mavui, which we said that's permissible, <clears throat> one of the members can benefit everybody else uh, to take bread, put it in a basket, and say this is for the entire Mavui to make the uh, shituf, and that wouldn't really be such a uh, inconvenience for Abaya's learning. He said, wouldn't work for me. <clears throat> because if the members of the Mavui would ask me for their piece of bread, meaning they have rights after that bread, because... Abaye would be maknet for them. I would not be able uh, to give them every Shabbat. I guess Abaye could not afford to give the bread out to the members of the Hatzir. So he says, I could, I could be maknet, but since I cannot give it out to them, if they would ask it for me, therefore the Shituf would be Batil. If one of the members of the Mavui comes and he wants a chalik in the ayin the shemin that they put for him in the shituf, they didn't give it to him, batel hashituf. So then the shituf is nullified. So Abaye said, even if I would separate some uh, bread before Shabbat, which wouldn't take so much time just to put it in the basket, but had they asked me on Shabbat for their helik, I would not be able to spare it. So therefore, their eruv would be batel. So the Gemara says, wait, you still have an option. Ve'nakne lehumor rabi'ata de'challa b'habita. 
says you would be able to uh, take a barrel and uh, if there is, let's say, a revi'it of vinegar or wine in the barrel, you'd be able to be makne'it for uh, a shituf for all the members of the chatzer, and you could even use it for the entire year. And uh, for sure, uh, Abaye would be able to spare a revi'it of yayin. So therefore, the question they told him is, maybe by the bread you couldn't spare, but why couldn't you spare a revi'it of yayin for the entire Mavui. So the Gemara says, Tanya. Abaye says, no, that wasn't an option. Because we have a Braita. En mishtatefin be'otzar. That we're not allowed to make an eruv of food that's, let's say, in a barrel or things like that. Because since uh, it's in the barrel, it wasn't designated which helek is the actual food for the shituf. And the concern is, you might eat it. When you're eating, you're eating from the barrel all year long. So who knows, maybe the first Shabbat you'll eat that part <coughs> that was designated for the shituf. And now you're not going to have any more shituf in the subsequent weeks. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Ve'hatanya mishtatefin. We have a bright that says, indeed, you can make shituf in a otzar. Amar Rav Oshaya. So Rav Oshaya comes along and says, Lakasha, <coughs> no question. Ha betchamai, ha betelel. It's actually a machloket amongst the Hachamim, Betchamai, and Betelel. And this is regarding the subject of Berera. As we learned this many times, Berera literally means uh, selecting, meaning like this. When you have the barrel, so somewhere in the barrel is the Shituf, the Rewi'it of Ya'in. So Betelel is going to say, Yes, Berera, meaning... Uh, whatever you're going to eat from that barrel, we will say that is not the shituf. And the last revi'it that remains over, we will say retroactively, that was the revi'it designated originally for the shituf. Whereas Bet Shammai is going to say no. Uh, there's no berira. And therefore the concern is that <coughs> one might eat a revi'it before uh, and therefore that might be the revi'it of the shituf, and therefore you cannot be mishtatev be'otzar. Ditnan. Now we're going to show you that indeed Bet-Shamay and bet argue on this subject called Berera. So the Gemara says, Ditnan. <coughs> we learned in the Mishnah, Hamet bebayit. You have, let's say, a mit. A corpse in the house. Velo petachim harbe. And let's say there are many different doors uh, that the met can exit. Now all the doors at this point are closed. They didn't decide which door they're going to uh, take the met out of. So the, the Mishnah says, Kulan temein. All the kelim that are under the doorposts of these respective doorways, they are all Tameh. Even though those Kelim, let's say, are not under the house proper, under the oil of the Met, we have a Moshe Sinai that says, <coughs> a doorway that is destined to be the doorway that the Met is going to exit, so anything under that doorway becomes Tameh immediately, like Oil Met. Now, in this case over here, all the doors are closed. So they didn't commit yet to which door they're going to take the met out of. So therefore, 
all of the uh, doorways become tameh, meaning the things that are under them become tameh. So the Gemara says, Niftah echad mehem, but let's say one of the doors was opened, then hutame, <coughs> the things that are under that doorway are tameh, because obviously you're going to take the myth out of that door, vechulan tehorin, and the rest of the doors are tehorin. Now, hishev lehotzi'o be'echad mehem, or for that matter, let's say none of the doors were opened yet, they're all closed, but the fellow thought in his mind to remove the met out of one of the doors, or bahalon, or let's say from a window, that's at least four tefahim by four tefahim, matzil al kol kulam. So that machshava even is able to save the other doors from bringing tum'ah. So that's the Mishnah. Now the Gemara explains. This that we say Mahshava works. If you designate in your mind a certain door, then already that door becomes the door where we say the Tumah will come down on, and the other doors are saved. That's only where you thought about that door before the uh, Met died. Then already you're able to uh, commit. However, after the guy died, so automatically, since you did not commit yet, which door uh, you're going to take him out of, at that point, all the doors are equal, and therefore, all of them will bring Tum'ah. Betel says, no, even after the mat dies, and now you designate mentally which door you want to take him out of, only that door will bring Tum'ah, and the other doors, no. Why? Because of the concept of Yesh Berera. Betre will say that once you decide that you want to take him out of a certain door, Yesh <coughs> Berera, and if I'll say retroactively, that was the door that you always had in mind. And therefore the other doors were never subject to the Tum'ah. Whereas Bet says, no, there's no Berera. And therefore after the guy died, all the doors were equal. And now in the present when you decide which door to take him out of, it's too late. All the doors already received Tumah. We don't say retroactively that was the door. So therefore we see that this Mahloket of Berera is a Mahloket that Shema Betelel. Therefore, we could say the same thing in the Hatser with the Ayruv. Once you take an Otsar, you take this barrel and you have the wine in the barrel. So that wine uh, is somewhere in the barrel. Now, whatever he's going to eat subsequently during the year is not subject to the law of uh, is not considered eating the Eruv itself, because we'll say, that the Eruv is the last uh, Rivi'it in the barrel. So therefore, technically, according to Bet-Shamay, it would be <coughs> permissible. Gemara continues to bring another story. There was a child that needed to have the Brit Milah on Shabbat, like we learned earlier. <coughs> and they heated water from before Shabbat. However, the water spilled on Shabbat. Amar So Rava came along and told the people involved with the Milah, Let's go ask the mother, uh, the lady that gave birth, if she needs uh, hot water for herself. And then, Nahim agav Then we could let the goy actually heat the water on Shabbat for the child. Uh, Once already he's heating the water for the mother, 
then we could be lenient to be uh, to say let him heat a little more for the uh, child uh, himself. Now let's just get some facts and the customs in the olden days. <clears throat> the law is after seven days of uh, birth, after a lady gives birth, so the lady is out of sakana. She's not really in danger anymore after seven days. And even if, let's say, she says she needs Hilul Shabbat to be done for her, we don't listen to her after seven days. However, until 30 days, uh, she's still considered a hola to a certain extent, and therefore if she needs something, it is permissible to do it al yideh goy. Okay, she has a din of holesh sakana, that is permissible to do things al yideh goy. Again, so this story happened on the eighth day of the milah. So she's within 30 days. So if she needs hot water, we'd ask her, do you need hot water? She says, yes. The deem would be, al goy would be permissible. Oh, so once you tell me al goy would be permissible, Rava said, ask the mother, if she needs water, so then we can heat the water, add a little more for the child who needs the water as well. So comes again when on says, So he says, well, doesn't look like the mother needs hot water because she's eating dates. Now, uh, dates are usually something that causes the body to get cold. So, from the fact that she's eating these dates, must be she really doesn't need hot water for her health. So, Rava tells Rav Mesharshiyah, Imur, maybe I will say, Tunba be'alma hu katle. I'll say that uh, maybe she just has uh, weakness, let's say, and therefore she's eating, but she doesn't even know what she's eating. Yeah, it could be, she just has like uh, 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 uh a preoccupation, like she's sick, and she doesn't even know what she's doing, so she just picked up the dates and eats it. And really could be, she does need the water, and therefore it would be permissible to get her water, heat it, and uh, because, again, she's asking for it. The fact that she's eating dates is not a proof that she doesn't eat it. could be just, uh, let's say she has a depression, and therefore she's just eating and she doesn't realize what she's doing. Therefore it would be permissible. Comes again, it says another story. Again, story of a child, it was on Shabbat, the hot water had spilled. Now, there was hot water available in the next Hatser where Rava was. Problem was, uh, <coughs> they weren't able to bring the water there because uh, there was no Eruv. Even though there was a door connecting the two Hatserot, but since there was no Eruv, they had a problem. How are they going to carry over the water? And it seems there was not a Goy available. So Amal Lurava, so Rava told the people that were there, Panuli Mane Mebe Gabre Lebenashe. Literally, take my utensils from Begabre, uh, from the residence of the men, and put it into the residence of the lady, of the ladies. Meaning, uh, Rava, whose house was in the Hatser, <clears throat> he had a couple of rooms in his house. If you look at the picture, Oshkol has a picture as well. You see the house of Rava, 
and you had what was called Betan Nashim, we'll call it, that's where let's say the ladies would stay, they would stay in separate rooms. And then in front of Betan Nashim, you had Bet Ha'anashim, you had the men's quarters. Now, by the men's quarters, you had a door that opened up and led into the other Hatzir, where the child was. So Ravah told his people, go into my house, move all my stuff into the ladies' area, meaning into the room that's not opened up into the other Hatzir, and I will go and sit there over Shabbat, and then um, I will go, I will um, relinquish my rights uh, to the Hatzir, to the other uh, people, and therefore the rights to the Hatzir belong to them now. So even though we didn't make an Iruv, so it, but I'm not stopping them because I relinquished my rights. So therefore we'd be able to now carry the um, water, or they technically would be able to carry the water uh, into the Hatzir in order to give it to the child. Because now Rava is not holding back the Erubi Hatzirot because he relinquished his rights. Now, what would be the reason why he would move all his goods to the back room and sit there for the whole Shabbat? So, once he's sitting in the back room, there's no suspicion that he might mistakenly bring out, move out things into the Hatzir on Shabbat. Understand? Because now once Rava relinquished his rights to the Hatzir, he cannot carry in that Hatzir anymore. So he wanted to protect himself that he shouldn't come to Isud. So what did he do? He said, I'll go sit in the back room the whole Shabbat. Once he's sitting in the back room, he is not tempted to bring any goods out into the Hatzir. So that was uh, Rava's solution. <coughs> So comes the Gemara and says, Amale Ravina le Rava. Ravina tells Rava, Veha Amar Shemuel en bitul reshut. Mehatzer le Hatzer. He told him, What do you mean? If you're following Shemuel's opinion, Shemuel said that you cannot make bitul reshut, relinquish reshut from one Hatzer to another Hatzer. Especially in this case over here where the Hatzerot were not back to back to each other, where in that case we learned earlier that Shemuel is okay with making between a shoot, but these, the Hatsirot were side by side to each other. So he said, what do you mean? How do you allow to make between a shoot in such a case? He's what you want from me. It was a machloket. I hold like Rabbi Yohanan, the Amar, Yesh Bitul, Mehatser, Mehatser. That he says indeed, you can make Bitul from one Hatser to another Hatser. So the Gabbara says, Ve'ilo Savar Lamor Kishmuel. If let's say you really don't hold of Shemuel, and therefore you indeed hold that you can make Bitul from your Hatser, and relinquish your rights to the other Hatser, why did you have to move your vessels into the back room, into the Heder Nashim? And you decided to sit there as well. Nitiv mor You should have stayed in the, we'll call it Heder Gevarim, in the men's area. And you could have just been Mevatel Dereshut your rights in the Hatzir to the other. And then what would happen? After they would go, let's say, bring the water, 
because that's what they needed to bring the water in the Hatzer. So now once you were Vatil to them, after they bring the water, they in turn now can be Mivatil back. The Hatzer that you gave them, they can Mivatil it back to you. And now you'll be permissible to carry in the Hatzer again. Meaning we're learning now a concept that over the course of Shabbat, there are opinions that are going to say, uh, members of the Hatzer can continuously Mivatil to each other to alleviate each person's needs. So in this case, over they're telling uh, uh, Ravah, would you have to be so careful that you were going to be worried that you might come carrying the Hatzer? After they carried the water, they could have in turn be remivatailed that Hatzer that they got back to you. So I read that inside. <clears throat> they subsequently could have come in return and mivatailed the Hatzer back to you. Deha Amar Rav, because we learned the name of Rav, Mebatelin v'chozrim u'mebatelin. Rav holds that you could be mebatel, and then after you mebatel your shoot to the other members, they in turn can re-mebatel it back to you after they finish their their needs. So he's coming along and saying, listen, once already you don't hold like Shemuel. Once already you hold that you could be mebatel from one haser uh, to a another haser, so then already, uh, you obviously don't hold of this uh, deen of uh, bitul, reshut, and therefore, uh, you don't have to be worried at all. You could have just uh, sat in the, in the outer room, mevatelet, not be concerned that you might come to carry, because right after that, they would be re-mevatel the hatzer back to you, so now you have rights to carry in the hatzer again. So that was the question uh, they asked according to, <clears throat> they asked Rav. I'm sorry, they asked Rava based on the opinion of Rav. So he said, Ana beha virali. He says, in this specific deen, I do hold like Shemuel, Amar en mibatelin, v'chuzinum batelin. Which means, while I don't hold like Shemuel in regard to what he said of and between the shoot mechatzer lechatzer, but I do hold what he holds in the sense that you cannot make bitul and then chazer and make bitul again, and therefore he sat in the back room in order that he should not come to unwittingly by mistake carry in the chatzer. Comes Gemara and says, "Ve'lav had ta'amahu." Gemara says, "What do you mean? Aren't those two laws of Shemuel interdependent on each other?" What's the reason why you cannot uh, make bitul and then the other group can uh, relinquish their rights back? Isn't it because which means once already the first guy with mevatil is reshut in the Hatzer, it's as if he is gone. He has relinquished, it's as if he's not in the Hatzer anymore. And therefore, he's considered now a guest. He's not considered even part of the Hatzer anymore. So, when they come to remivatel the Hatzer to him, he doesn't belong. He's not even part. You can only mevatel the Hatzer to somebody that's part of the Hatzer. But a guest, somebody that's an outsider, who is already... Uh, uh, 
it's not part of the Hatser at all. Bitul doesn't work. So therefore the Gemara says, And therefore, And therefore, since the law is that you cannot make Bitul from one member of a Hatser to a different member of a different Hatser, so therefore you see the laws are interdependent. I explain again. Shmuel that holds in bitul mehatzer lehatzer. So therefore he also holds that en mebatelim reshut vehozim mebatelim. Why? Because once you already made bitul reshut. Let's say in Rabbi's case, he made bitul reshut to the other members of that other hatzer. So now they cannot in turn. After they finish using the Hatser, give it back to Rava. Because now Rava is considered, he's out. Once he was made by Tilrej Yashut, he's not considered part of the Hatser anymore. He's considered now uh, as a guest. He's considered part of a Hatser, Acheret. And therefore the law of Shemuel is as well. En osim bitu reshut me Hatser la Hatser. So therefore they come back to Rava and say, Mornameh lonibatel. So then you should not have been even mevatel because the laws are interdependent. If you don't hold, sorry, if you hold like Shimuel in the sense that so then you should also hold by him that he says because it's interdependent. Because once already, um, once already uh, you uh, make the bitul, uh, you're considered mistalik. It's as if you left the Hatzer. You're not part of the Hatzer. You relinquished your rights, you're out. Once you're considered out, so you're like you're in a different Hatzer now. And the law would be in between the shoot, the Hatzer. So it comes again what says, so therefore technically they're interdependent. So how could you hold like one rule of Shemuel and like the other? So Rabbi says, no, no, no. Hatam ta'ama. Uh, the reason why uh, it's got nothing to do with that he's considered outside the Hatzer now and it becomes Hatzer the Hatzer because when he gives up his rights it's considered he's Mr. Lek and therefore you cannot back to him that's not the reason the reason is in order that the words of the rabbis don't look like a, uh, a joke or let's say why? because if you're going to allow this concept of bitul and then lachazor ul it looks very strange. Because why? Here, going into Shabbat, the Hatzer belongs to one person. Where he can carry and you can't. And all of a sudden on Shabbat, the status changes. And then it changes again. It looks like a joke. Where the rabbis are, you know, their words are, uh, are, uh, that's what I call it, not serious. Which means, if you could just switch Rishuyot over the course of Shabbat, uh, and therefore the guy that can carry now couldn't carry before. So it, it looked like a, a joke, uh, the way you mevatel uh, shuyot over here. So we don't want the words of the rabbis to be uh, light in the people's eyes. So therefore again, Rava says, I hold like Shemuel <coughs> in that sense that what? In mevatlin v'chozim mevatlin. So therefore, if that was mevatel my reshut to the other members so they can carry the water for the baby, I sat in the back room so I don't come to Hasra Shalom carry in the Hatzir unwittingly. And the reason of that halakha is because not that when you mevatel your reshut you're considered out at, not in the Hatzir anymore. It's not like you uh, are not a member of the Hatzir anymore. No, just because they don't want the words of the rabbis to look like however, when it comes to Shemuel's law of 
מבטאים מחצר לחצר, אין מבטאים מחצר לחצר, I don't hold like that. And therefore he was able to make the original bitul. Comes the Gemara and analyzes. Gufa, Rav Amar, Rav said, מבטאים וחוזינו מבטאים. ושמואל אמר, אין מבטלים וחוזינו מבטלים. So comes out we have a מחלוקת פנינאו ושמואל. Can the people of the חצר מבטל back and forth to each other? Over the course of Shabbat. So the Gemara wants to analyze this machloket. Let us say that this machloket, Rav and Shemuel, is actually a machloket between the, uh, of the Tanaim, between uh, the rabbis and Rabbi Eliezer. What is their uh, machloket? The machloket that they have is that when a person is mevatel his rights, in the Hatser, does he also mevatel his rights to his house? What does that mean? Let's say you relinquish your rights to the Hatser. So now the people can carry from their homes into the Hatser because you relinquished your rights to them. The question is, can they also go into your house now and carry from your house into the Hatser? Did, they, did you relinquish your house as well? <coughs> or do we say no? When a person relinquishes his Hatser, he relinquished the Hatser, but he didn't relinquish his house. And therefore the people would not be able to go into his house and uh, take out uh, things. So that's actually Mahlutin Abidi Ezer and Hachamim. Who holds what? Hachamim hold that a person relinquishes his Hatser rights, but that does not mean he relinquishes house rights. And therefore, while they can carry in the Hatser, these guys, everybody else, but they cannot go into that fellow's house and <coughs> carry from his house. Because he did not uh, mevatel that. However, the Bili Ezer holds that when a person is mevatel the Hatser, he's mevatel everything. He's mevatel his house as well. And therefore, since he's mevatel his house to them, they can even go into his house and carry out into the Hatser. So now the Gemara wants to say the following. The Rav the Amar Kerabanan, Ushmuel the Amar Kerabi Eliezer. Meaning, Rav that said, Mevatlin vechozrim u mevatlin, he will hold like the Shitav the Hachamim, that what? He did not give up his rights to the house. So therefore, if you don't give up your rights to the house, you're still considered technically part of the Hasir. Because you didn't give up everything. So therefore, according to Rav, who holds like Shitat HaChamim, that when you relinquish your rights to the Hasir, you're still holding on to your house. So technically, you're still part of the Hasir. So the law is, if you're part of the Hasir, they can now, in turn, relinquish their rights back to you. It's not as if you left the Hatser totally and therefore you're a stranger. You're outside. No, I'm still in the Hatser. I gave, uh, I relinquished my Hatser to you, but I'm still in because I'm still holding on to my house and the rights to my house. So therefore, Rav that says, it's because he holds like the Hachamim, that when a person relinquishes his Hatser, he still maintains his house. And therefore, he's still considered part of the Hatser. Ushmuel is going to hold like the Bili Aizid. Meaning, Shmuel that says, Because once you give up the Hatser, so then already you're giving up the house as well. 
So therefore you're out. You're not part of the Hatzid anymore. You're considered part of another Hatzid, for example. You're considered a guest. And now, how could they give back the Rishut to you? You're not part of the Hatzid at all. Only people in the Hatzid itself can Mivatil Rishut to each other. So therefore that will be the Mahloket. Do you retain any rights after you make Bitul in the Hatzid? Hachamim will say, you do retain rights. I'm still part of the Hatzid because I didn't give you my house. What I, what, I, what I was mevatel, I was mevatel. But I kept on, I kept my house. Okay, good. So you have your rights to the house, so you're still part of the chatzir. So therefore they could re-mevatel that chatzir back to you. Whereas according to the B uh, <coughs> in the IZ, now, when you give up your chatzir, you give up the rights also of the house. And therefore, you're not part of this chatzir anymore. Therefore, Shemuel will agree to that opinion and say, they cannot re-mevatel the chatzir back to you because you're not part of them. You have no rights anymore to any. You're like an oreya. You're an outsider. Kavzgevon says no. Amar lach rav. Rav will tell you. Anad amri afilu rebili arizid. Listen, I can hold even like rebili arizid that says you give up all your rights, the chatzir and the house. Ad kam lo kamar rebili arizid hatam. Rabbi Ezra said his deen over there that what? Have a batil reshut chatzir or reshut bito bitil. You know the reason why when a person is mevatil his rights to the chatzir, he also is mevatil his rights to the house. Mishum de bebayit belo chatzir, lo daidi inche. Because people do not live in a house without a chatzir. So once he gives up the chatzir, it's a package deal. The house comes with it. Aval, le'nyan isteluke mi amar. But who says just because he gives up his writes to the Hatser, and the house goes with it, who says that that's going to give him a deen that he's outside of the Hatser? Who says that's going to give him a deen of Siluk, meaning uh, to the extent that you're not going to let him receive his Hatser back if they want to remivatil it to him? Which is, could be, Rabbi Le'ezu will agree, he's still part of the Hatser. He only said it, Le'anyan, this law over here, of that they'd be able to carry from his house into the Hatzir. Because when you mevatel the Hatzir, the house comes with it. But that doesn't mean that the guy wants to be totally mistalik, uh, that he wants to be totally uh, uh, separated from the Hatzir to the extent that they would not be able to re mevatel uh, uh, the Hatzir back to him. Who says if the Bidraizer went that far? Ushmuel <coughs> Amar, Shmuel will say, I could be going even according to the rabbi's opinion that he still has rights in the house. The rabbi said they over there. In the case that what? The logic of the rabbis is, listen, what I was mevatel, I was mevatel. I gave you the hatzir. I didn't give you the house. What I was mevatel to you, I was mevatel. What I was not, I was not. <laughs> but whatever I gave to you regarding that halik, I'm out. I was mistalik totally from the area of the Hatzir. So therefore, the fact that I gave up the Hatzir, so for that, I am out of the Hatzir. I might retain rights to the house, but for the Hatzir, I am considered <clears throat> out of the Hatzir totally. So therefore, Shemuel will say, you cannot give back the Hatzir to him, because the Gabir the Hatzir, he gave up his rights, totally. So comes Gabaran says, could be the Mahloket in Rav and Shemuel is based on a different Mahloket. Amar Ravaha, 
Barhana Amar of Sheshat Kitanae could be Rabin Shemuel of following uh, the following she taught. Mishenatan Rishuto. What is this case over here? Let's say a person was mevatel his reshut to the other members of the Hatzer on Shabbat. For example, let's say he forgot to be part of the Aruf. So the only way that they can carry is he has to mevatel the reshut to the others. So again, Mishenatan Rishuto. Vehotzi. And then, after he was mevatel the reshut, so technically he has no rights to carry in the Hatzer, but he went out and he started to carry in the Hatzer. Ben b'shogeg, ben b'mezid, whether he did it by mistake, whether he did it on purpose, osed. Uh, now he's osed on them, on the other people to carry. Why? Because once he starts to carry in the hatzed, so that's a sign that he is retracting. He took back his rights that he originally relinquished. That's b'mezid's opinion. The Rebida says no. B'mezid osed. B'shogeg and osed. That is only Osed if he went out Bimezid. Meaning the purpose he went out and carried, that shows what? He's relinquishing his rights. But if he did it by mistake, that does not show he's taking back his rights. So the Gemara wants to analyze what is this mahluket between Rabbi Meir and <coughs> Rabbi Yudah. My love, Pakamipalge, must be that their mahluket is on the following uh, principle. Temor sabar, Rabbi Meir must hold mebatlin vehozrin or mebatlin. That he'll hold what? That each members of the Hasid can mebatel back and forth to each other. And therefore, the logic would be the mebatel, let's say the first mebatel, right, he relinquishes the shoot, he is still considered part of the Hasid. And therefore, since he was not mistalek, they could rebevatel back to him. And therefore, technically, according to the Bimi'ir, when the mevatel reshut walks back in to the reshut, even Bishogeg, he reacquires uh, his area. And therefore, they, the other people will not be allowed to carry. What's the logic? Because since he's still part of the reshut, even though he relinquished, uh, his chilek, he still is considered part of the Hatzir. And therefore, since he's still considered part of the Hatzir, if he walks back into it, it's not like a stranger walking back into the Hatzir, where it doesn't do anything. No, I'm still part of the Hatzir, no, I relinquished it. I'm still part, and therefore I'm not uh, considered like a, a total stranger or a guest from another Hatzir. So therefore, that opinion will say, when he walks back in, even Bishogeg, he reacquires his chilek, uh, and it's like he made Hazara, and therefore they would not be allowed to carry. So the Bimi'ir will hold what? Mivatlin, Vihuzin, Mivatlin. Umur Sabar, and the Biudah that says now, that when you walk in Bishogeg, it doesn't do anything, he'll hold, Mivatlin, Vihuzin, Mivatlin. Because he'll hold, once you gave up your rights to the Hatzir, you're out. <coughs> you relinquished your rights. So walking back in Bishogeg is not going to change anything. Because you're considered part of another Hatzir now. Because you 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 uh, relinquished your rights, so we want to say the mahluket between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, legabe a fellow walking in b'shogeg to the Hatzer after he relinquished his rights, does he get it back or not? That would depend. That would be dependent on the mahluket of Rav and Shmuel of mebatlin v'chazinu mebatlin. Does the person still have rights after he gave up his Hatzer? 
So comes again and says, Amar Rav Ahabar Tachlifam Shemed Rava. Lo, no, that's not the way you can learn the Mahloket. Bekule Alma En Mebatelin Vehozrin Umbatelin. I could tell you everybody holds that what, like Shemuel, that once you mevatel your reshut, the other people of the Hatzay cannot mevatel it back to you. Meaning, once you mevatel the reshut, technically you are considered uh, outside of the Hatzay now, and therefore they cannot mevatel it back to you. It's considered you are nistalik. Oh, so then what's the question? What's the machlok then over there between the Bimir and the Yehuda? Behacha bekansu shogeg atu mezid kamepalge. And the question over here is that the rabbis make a kenas, a, a, a gezerah, to the shogeg case, to the mezid case. Meaning, mor sabar kansu shogeg atu mezid, or mor sabar lo kansu shogeg atu mezid. Rabbi Meir says, which means, the real principle is everybody holds that if you uh, walk back into the feet, into the hatzer, after you mevatel it, if you walk back into the Hatzer and start moving your goods, if you do it b'mezid, then everybody holds, you did a ma'aseh clearly that you are uh, reacquiring the Hatzer. There's no argument in the mezid case. The mahloket is in the shogir case. But what's the mahloket? The mahloket is, really I'll tell you that what, technically the shogir case, what he walks in and carries in the in the chatzid should not uh, affect anything. Because he was shogeg. But the bimi will say, we gozer on the shogeg case, atu the mezid. Since in the mezid case, everybody agrees that he reacquires. So the bimi will say, we gozer on shogeg as well. If he walked in by mistake, atu mezid. And the biwuda will say, we are not gozer shogeg atu mezid. If, we walks in, if he walks in by shogeg, uh, it's not considered he's reacquiring. Because uh, we do not make the gezerah, but everybody holds in mivatlin v'chozin v'batim. Everybody will hold that technically, once a person uh, gives his hatzed, he relinquishes his status in the hatzed itself. Comes the Gemara and continues and says, Rav Ashe Amar, Rav Ashe said, Rav Shmuel, Beflukta, Derbili, Ezev, Rabbanan, Kamepalge. Going back uh, to uh, what we said earlier, the Mahlokat Rav and Shmuel of Hozim, Batlim, Onad, according to Rav Ashe, he says, that indeed is based on the Mahlokat of Rabbili, Ezev, and Drabbanan. What was that Mahlokat Rabbili, Ezev, and Drabbanan? Uh, when a person is bevatil his reshut in the hatzer, does the house go with it? The rabbis say what <clears throat> the house does not go with it, and therefore he's still considered holding to something in the hatzer. He's still considered part of the hatzer. Therefore, holdinu matlin, because he's still in the hatzer. Whereas according to Rabbi uh, he says no. When you give up the Hatzer, the house goes with it. So he's Mr. Lek Legamri. He's not part of the Hatzer anymore. So therefore, uh, he'll hold what? And Hosein Batelin. Because once he gives up his Hatzer, and the house goes with it, so therefore, he's considered Mr. Lek from the Hatzer Legamri. Therefore, they cannot give him back 
because he's like a stranger, he's like an outsider. So that Bashir indeed does say the Mahloket is dependent on the Mahloket of Rabbi Eliezer and Hakamim. <clears throat> and now we go back to something that was stated in the Mishnah. We saw a story in the Mishnah that Rabban Gamaliel said there was a tzeduki. These are the people that uh, really do not believe in Tunash Ba'alpeh. They're Jews, but. <clears throat> and they were living in the Hatzer. And Rabban Gamaliel learned from this story over here that uh, the tzeduki has a status of a Jew in the sense that if he did not join in part in the Ayruv, which of course he's not going to join in the Ayruv because he doesn't believe in it, but Bitul Rishut will work. If you remember, we looked in the Mishnah that if a goy is part of the Hatzer, a goy cannot be mevatil as reshut. The only way that a goy can be uh, fixed, technically, in the Hatzer, is you have to rent his property. So the question is, does the tzeduki have the status of a goy? Rabban Yemen said no. He had a story over there where his father told him, just let the tzeduki mevatil reshut. So you see, just like a Jew can mevatil reshut, a tzeduki can as well. Uh, the question is, uh, where did Rabban Yemen start talking about a tzeduki? Uh, the whole Mishnah till that point was talking about a goy. And all of a sudden, Abang tells a story about a tzeduki. So the Gemara says, tzeduki, man Who was talking about a tzeduki? All of a sudden, Abang starts telling us stories about tzeduki. Actually, the Mishnah is missing some words. And this is the way it's supposed to read. Tzeduki, harehu, kinukhri. The Mishnah said, a tzeduki has the status of a goy. And therefore, just like a goy cannot move until they shoot the others in the Hatser, a tzeduki cannot as well. The only option is to rent it from him. But Abang Gamliel Omer, tzeduki enokinukhri. And Abang Gamliel said, no, tzeduki is not like a goy. He has the status of a Jew. There was a story of a tzeduki that lived with us in the Mavui in Yerushalayim. And our father said, Maharu, hurry up. Take out your kelim, your vessels, into the Mavui. Before the tzeduki is going to bring out his goods, the esor alechem. Uh, and now he's going to forbid you to take your stuff out into the Mavui. Again, the story over here was, according to the way we're learning now, Rabban Gamliel was saying, really his father held the, the Tzeduki can mevatel reshut. And since he can mevatel reshut, we were just concerned that he might change his mind. So he said, you better make hazaka. How do you make hazaka? Take your stuff into the Mavui. Once the Jews take their stuff into the Mavui, Finished. It's considered, it's theirs. And therefore, since they made Hazakah, he cannot be Hozer. Now, uh, we learned earlier that this is talking about where the uh, Jews are going to take the Kilim out on Shabbat itself. But if they would take out the Kilim, let's say, maybe on Friday, the Tzidikri technically can still be Hozerbo. Because uh, taking out stuff on Friday it's no proof yet that you're being mahzik in his helik. Because the helik of the tzeduki really takes takes hold on Shabbat. That's when you need his helik. So therefore, on Shabbat itself, you have to make hazaka in the tzeduki's helik. So bottom line, what do you see? That Rabban Gamaliel holds that a tzeduki is not like a goy. A tzeduki is like a Jew in that sense that what? That bitul shoot will help. So the Gemara says, last point. 
Ve'atanya, and we have a brayta to support what was just said. Hadar im nochri, person in a hatzer or mavui, he lives with a nochri. Tzeduki, or with a tzeduki or baitusi. Those are basically the, the same uh, type of people that do not believe in Torah Shabbat. So therefore they have the ability to be osir <coughs> on the Jew. So the first opinion is going to hold that the only way that you can alleviate now to carry is you're going to have to rent their uh, chilek. Skip the parentheses. There was a story of a tzeduki that lived in the Mavui with Rabban Gamliel in Yerushalayim. Rabban Gamliel told his children, Hurry up, take out whatever you want to take out from your houses into the Mavui. And uh, bring in or bring in the stuff that you want to bring in to the homes. Before this abominable person is going to bring out his goods, meaning he might retract from his original bitul, v'yesor alechem, and then you're going to be forbidden. Share bitel reshut lachem, because already the tzeduki was mevatel reshut. So what do you see over here? Obviously Rabban Gamaliel holds that a tzeduki is a din like a Jew, the bitul reshut indeed works. Divrei Rebbe Meir, that's where Rebbe Meir understood the, uh, uh, the mahloket. Meaning, Rabbi Meir held that while Tanakama holds of this Braita, Tanakama holds that a, uh, a tzeduki is like a goy, that the only way you can get him out is by renting. Uh, he holds that Rabban Gamaliel will say no, that a tzeduki is like a Jew. Last part of the Braita, we conclude. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Belashona Hayret. Rabbi Yudah is a different version of the story of Rabban Gamaliel. He says that he told his children, Maharu va'asu surchechem ba'mavui. Go out and do your needs in the Mavui from already Friday. Go do what you have to do. Ad before it gets dark, and then the Tzeduki is going to make it forbidden to you. Because according to the Bihuda, the way he understands the Gamaliel is that a Tzeduki is like a Goy. And between the shoot does not help, and the only way is to rent. And since you didn't rent from him, so therefore the only option was is to get all your goods out before Shabbat starts, because once Shabbat starts, the tzeduki is going to osir, because pitu deshut does not help. So it comes out according to this version, Rabbi Yudaz holding that Abangel himself holds that a tzeduki is like a nukhri. And we will continue this Gemara tomorrow to explain the uh, details of this Braita. Baruch Adonai